Ferris and more on the markets and some stock picks for your portfolio. We welcome in Jeffrey Small, President Arbor Financial. Jeffrey, thanks for being here. So what do you think about the run-up we've seen? First of all, we're down about half a percent on the NASDAQ right now for the week. We might snap this great run. I mean, this is going to be the sixth week of gains for the NASDAQ. We haven't seen that since 2019. Well, you know, we got out a little pullback here, but there's no better feeling than as a stock picker to beat the market and outperform the market, especially in a period of coming out of volatility like we did last year. Well, what's basically happening is interest rates have fallen, large cap growth stocks have surged. Also, the view that the Fed will soon stop raising rates here in the next 60 days has shifted the market's focus from defensive stocks over to offensive ones. So in the short term, for now, I'll be turning over the next 60 days and then you'll be able to pay off, you'll be able to buy some of these at lower prices as we go through a consolidation before we have the next leg up. Now, of course, things can change. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with rates. Uh, we think we know. And so we, we love some of the dovish tonality coming out of the Fed right now. And so that's given us a boost in a lot of tech arenas today. Right, understood. So at this point now, when you take a look that we're going to be in a rising rate environment, how much of the headwinds have passed? Where are we in the long-term play here of, you know, because 2023 is not 2022. Well, it isn't. I think that the volatility of rates affecting the stock markets are over for now, um, unless we have a massive surge in inflation. And I think the Fed is starting to look like they're doing things right to a certain degree because they've got one or two more rate movements upwards unless we see economic indicators and inflationary indicators showing a surge of inflation. But it's doubtful that's going to happen as real inflation is hovering close to 2.5% over the last 90 days. The problem is the Fed looks at things in arrears. And sometimes looking back 12 months forward to do what we should do today is not the answer. And that's why everybody gets frustrated with that. Right, understood. So let's go through some of these names. Meta undervalued? I think Meta is still terribly undervalued. Uh, they had a great quarter. They beat revenue expectations. They beat ad expectations. Um, I've said on this show multiple times that all they had to do was jockey around a little bit on their balance sheet, and they were the earnings surprise of the quarter out of the major tech players. 17% increase in bottom line with a $40 billion stock, stock buyback brings the stock back from a low of 90 recently to a recent high of 195 and back into the low 180s today. Yeah, I mean, even with the move of 54% gain, you still think Meta has room to move higher. Well, it's, it's trading about 17 times earnings, and I, I think fair, fair value for Meta at 17 times earnings is, is really not fair. Um, I think it's closer to 225 to $230 today. And so if they give another good quarter, you know what's going to happen. If they outperform the rest of the players, we're going to see this thing probably scrape 250 within the next 180 days. I see. And what about Microsoft and Apple? Do you like one more than the other? Well, I like Microsoft better than Apple right now because their fair value is better as an investor. Um, but I really like Microsoft because they've got some potential in the AI category. Uh, especially with some of their investments in the AI lab, the open lab that they did back in 2019. But their cloud platform, Azure, is a great opportunity for developers to pr pr create AI opportunities there. And so I think Microsoft is poised to benefit from AI as it becomes more of a mainstream opportunity. And you know we're looking at about $390 billion marketplace in the next 24 to 30 months in AI from an investment perspective alone. 
And I think Microsoft is going to have a nice lead there. So we will see another tech boom in a very flat tech boom market, let's say. Huh. And what do you think about the other names that are trying to take on chat GPT? I mean, you have um, Alphabet working very hard. We just talked about their creation. We talked earlier today about Baidu and Baba coming up with competitors as well. Is this a time to get all of these names? Should all of these names be in your portfolio? I don't think that all the names should be in your portfolio. I think companies that have strong balance sheets and already have a lead in there uh, that, are, that are top in their category, top in their sector. Um, now's not the time to be gambling with stocks that may have a questionable balance sheet uh, and don't have a good business model already. Microsoft's model is impeccable, so they're, they're my pick for investing in AI today, unless you want to get speculative and look at some of these other companies. For now, we don't know what AI is going to look like, but we do know that it is the new wave of tech investing over the next 60 months. Right, right. And, you know, I was looking at some of the semis, how they've been coming back, Intel and AMD and NVIDIA. Um, well, AMD and NVIDIA in particular, Intel less so. Uh, you like NVIDIA, right? Well, of course. I mean, who doesn't like NVIDIA to do AI and everything with all things chips? And you've got to have an NVIDIA chip. And I, they, they really have a cornerstone in that marketplace compared to the other chip makers. And so NVIDIA will lead the development of, of AI with their chips. And that's why you want to own a portion of that going forward or you'll miss the boom in AI. And no one wants to miss the boom in AI. So we want to get ahead of the curve here. And this is a three to five year hold. This isn't something to run out and say, okay, I'm going to make a quick buck here in six months because NVIDIA can skyrocket again. As soon as they turn around their bottom line as well and things start growing again, NVIDIA will skyrocket. And that will probably happen at some point this year. Ah, and then there's this name, Revens, uh, Revens Therapeutics, which is up 90% just in six months. I see also some raised price targets here from some of the analysts. Um, why do you like this one? Well, this is a little bit of a funny story. Um, a famous surgeon in Orlando, plastic surgeon by the name of Stephanie Porras turned me onto this. Not that I, I utilize their products, but I asked her what she's been investing in, and she goes, you know, there's this new company called Revenance Therapeutics, and they've got a Botox product that lasts six months, and they're projected to revolutionize the neurotoxin market. Um, and so what I found out empirically is they really are doing that. The Botox does last, and then in, the, in a, a recessive environment, upper-end cosmetics do very, very well. And so the Botox marketplace right now is about $6.5 billion for cosmetics. It's about $28 billion. Uh, for medical therapeutics, and uh, Revenance is also developing three or four different applications that are in stage three trial now for additional medical therapeutics. And so Revenance is, you know, their, their big problem is how they get the most market penetration. And right now they're doing really, really well. They've only released it to 400 doctor's offices across the country, but their sales are growing. Now it's a, it's a speculative small cap. It is IBD's number one pick for a growth play. And I did not know that until I started doing research on it. Um, but I think it's a, it's a great stock to hold long term. I see them as a buyout candidate as their neurotoxins take wow. hold. I think they have great applicability. Sounds like it has a lot of growth potential. I, I thought being beautiful was priceless there. You couldn't put a price, but I guess it's, it's growing. And I see that. Jeffrey Small, nice to see you. Arbor Financial. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.